Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. I interview elite entrepreneurs and I thank you for joining us. This show is dedicated to helping you turn your vision into reality. And today we're going to talk about Chicken Chopper to CEO with Richard Bliss Brook. And just before we bring him on, I want you to know that there's a lot of truth in the story, but it is, of course, fiction. I'm an of Atlantis Bitten, B-I-T-T-E-N. And you can get that at Amazon. You could also get it at TonyDurso.com slash Iman. Now, Roni learns the hard way that being able to look into someone's mind sounds great, but it comes with serious responsibilities. I know, sounds like fun. It is fun, but you got to watch yourself. And I will say this, the best friend you ever want to have in the world is an Iman. When you read the book, you'll know why. Check it out. Let me have your feedback. Iman of Atlantis, Bitten, B-I-T-T-E-N. It's available on Amazon now. Or you can go to TonyDurso.com slash Iman. All right. As I said, today we're going to talk about Chicken Chopper to CEO with Richard Blissbrook. Richard Blissbrook was raised in Central California on a large cattle and horse ranch. And he learned to love the natural order of things, but he didn't learn much about people. And he barely graduated from high school. And he went to work at Foster Farms. A lot of you have recognized that. It's the largest chicken processing plant in the world. And he went to work with them at age 18. And he was introverted and cynical back then. The chicken plant was a good bet for his career. Let's find out more and bring him on. Hi, Richard. Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Thank you, Tony. It's an honor to be here. Richard, we're looking forward to learning how a chicken chopper becomes a CEO, and the journey you've taken is mind-blowing for every entrepreneur, small business owner. If you're in a career, you're a solopreneur, wherever you're at in life, if you do anything with money for a living, or you need money to live, which I think is everybody, you got to check out the story. It still makes me go, wow. Richard, Let's follow your, your journey and perhaps tell us how it all started for you and what's your backstory. Well, thanks, Tony. Uh, and I did grow up on a, I think the point of growing up on a, la- a, lar- a large cattle ranch and farm was that it was isolated. And even though I have an older sister, she wasn't, she went to private school, so she wasn't around much. And so I was alone. I kind of grew up alone. And my parents were not the highly nurturing kind of parents, right? They weren't the white picket fence nurturing parents. They were kind of doing their own thing. And I kind of did my own thing. And and so I suppose I, um, I didn't get socialized very well. And then that was kind of created a little trauma for me because We sold the ranch and we moved to the big city, which was the town of Merced, about 30,000 people, which was an ag community. And and so, you know, this kid from the country that didn't have any friends and didn't really grow up with kids around him is all of a sudden thrust into this community where all of the kids knew each other and they'd grown up together and, you know, they'd played together. And so I think that was, you know, one of the first times that I really felt um, like insignificant 
And that didn't help my self-esteem at all. And anyway, long story short, school, I just didn't like school. I didn't, you know, I didn't like the whole idea of memorize answers to a test, take the test. That's how you get grades. I didn't have the distinctions of that wasn't really profound learning. I just didn't like that whole paradigm. And so if you get a 1.9 GPA in high school in Merced, which is an ag community, you're either going to end up back on the farm or ranch doing hard labor, or you're going to end up in some kind of food processing plant, which is where I ended up, Foster Farms. And, you know, the irony of Foster Farms, Tony, is I actually loved it there. I loved the job. I loved the people. You know, after you after you work there for about three weeks, you can't smell chickens anymore. So <laughs> it stinks to an outsider, but it doesn't stink to an insider. And I'd still be there today. I probably just recently retired from Foster Farms. In fact, I was at a Christmas party a couple of years ago, and uh, about twenty people. This little party in Merced, and um, buddy of mine, Pete Eschigary, came up to the, get some food or something. He's standing next to me, and you know, he said, "Hey, how you doing, Richard?" And I didn't even recognize him really. I hadn't seen him. I mean, he was a friend from high school, but I hadn't seen him in forty years. And so I said, "Pete, yeah, yeah Pete Eschigary." I said, well, so, wow, Pete, wh- what have you been doing your whole life? And, well, he said, he kind of looked at me with this shocked look on his face, and he said, well, I just retired from Foster Farms. And I said, what? You worked for Foster Farms for 40 years? He said, well, you hired me. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my gosh, my life just flashed in front of me. Because I the last thing I did at Foster Farms after being there for four years is I, you know, hired, like, I, you know, interviewed people and, gave them their orientation and hired them to work on the production line, which was, you know, not a very heady management position, but that's what I did. And I hired a lot of my high school buddies, right? And I hired Pete Eschigary. And it was such a surreal experience to see 40 years later, Pete's just, he's just getting out of the chicken plant. (laughs) You are very good at hiring. You should think about writing a book, how to hire people that stay. Yeah, exactly. So, but I would have ended up with Pete Edgegary's life, which is no problem. Pete had a great life. You know, he's he's a good guy and he's retired and he's having fun now. Um, but instead, I've had, um, you know, a thousand X life um, because of an adversity. And, you know, I'm sure one of the things that you talk to about your clients is old Napoleon Hill quote, with every adversity comes the seed of equal or greater benefit, but you got to find the seed. You got to nurture the seed. You got to water the seed. You got to take advantage of it. And the adversity for me was four years into my career at Foster Farms, they changed a corporate policy without asking me that said, you couldn't go any further in Foster Farms in the management structure unless you had a four-year degree, college degree. And my mentor and, and, kind of with the guy that ran the chicken plant, you know, brought me in one day and he said, hey, I got bad news for you. The, the admin building across the seat, the street where all the rules are made, they just came up with this policy and um, you're stuck. You can't go anywhere unless you go get a four-year degree. And, you know, I was 22 years old. I, was, I wasn't going to college. I hated college, school. And so I, I never went to college at all. And so all of a sudden, that wall in front of me 
turned on my creativity, turned on my vision to pivot and look and, okay, what am I going to do now? And of course, I could have ended up going to the Ragu Spaghetti Sauce Factory or, you know, some other place. But a friend of mine, in fact, same guy that got me the job at the chicken plant, he'd been trying to get me to come and look at a business thing. And I was the last business person on the planet. I didn't know anything about business, nothing about sales, nothing about economics, you know, talking to people, business development, you know, all that was just just foreign to me and very uncomfortable. And of course, he said, you know, if you come and look at this, there's an opportunity to make a lot of money. And people say, well, why wouldn't you go want to look at something to make a lot of money when you're working at a chicken plant for, you know, like three bucks an hour? I think I made $1,200 a month salary working 60 hours a week. This was 1977. And you know, the reason I didn't go look at his business opportunity was, yes, I would have done just about anything at Foster Farms to get a $100 a month raise. But he was talking about making, you know, like $5,000 a month. And that would just freak me out. Like I, like, I just didn't relate to that. That scared me. And then the idea of going to a business meeting with people I didn't know intimidated me. So it's all comfort zone stuff, right? I just, I resisted looking and resisted looking. And this was all before Foster Farms changed their policy. And then Foster Farms changed their policy. And I didn't go seeking him out. But the next time I saw him and he said, hey, have you given any thought to this business thing? Well, okay, now I guess maybe I'll look, right? And I looked for three weeks. It was very difficult for me to look, but if I have one quality, it's curiosity. And I kept looking and kept looking and kept looking, even though I didn't like it when I first saw it. But you look long enough and maybe you see some stuff that you didn't see in the beginning. And, and I saw some lights came on for me. And at the age of 22, I got in business and, of course, face planted immediately for the next two years. I became a really good salesperson sold both my cars, sold my house, sold all my furniture. That's, you know, that's how I survived. And I, you know, I just figured it out. I had good mentors, which was very fortunate. And after a couple of years, I figured it out and crushed it. And, you know, the chicken chopper to CEO, uh, was, that phrase was actually coined by the editor of Success Magazine. They were looking for somebody in my profession to feature in in 1992. And of course, there were a lot of people way more successful than me in my profession, but they liked the chicken chopper story. <laughs> so they came up with that. They came up with that uh, headline. Anyway, that's my story. Now that business, Richard, that business, you went into it and you started making like buku bucks after a while. Yeah, I did. You know, I did. And you know, it's a controversial business model, but if you do it right, uh, it has massive upside. And the model was network marketing, which some people call it direct selling, multi-level marketing. Some people call it a pyramid scheme. You know, it depends on your perspective. Um, but it, you know, it, it basically allows you to create a very large sales force of people that 
you get commissions on that work for you and you don't have to employ any of them and it can grow pretty fast if you have the right product and you and you're doing it right and yeah my, by the time i was 28 i was making $40,000 a month 19 i think maybe 1982 or something like that um i had 30,000 people around the nation that were selling for me that's astounding yeah it's kind of crazy this is the Tony Tiarso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about Chicken Chopper to CEO with Richard Bliss Brook. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. As I've mentioned, I've been all over the world and I've enjoyed fine dining and top restaurants. Whether I'm enjoying a quality filet or salmon or one of the best chocolate soufflés in the world, which was my passion or hobby at the time, I've always enjoyed a good wine or port with my meal or dessert. Well, I joined their stewardship program for $49 a year and it gives unlimited free shipping to any address. And even if you don't drink, when you have family or you entertain, it's always good to have something handy, right? And while the offer is still available, you get a nice discount on their first order. I'm hoping this helps my entrepreneur friends. Check this out. We are the world's largest wine store. You will not find a bigger or broader selection of wine anywhere. And the world of wine is delivered right to your door. Wine.com handles your wine with great care before you even place your order by doing their own warehousing and fulfillment. I like that. An adult signature is required so delivery options are up to you on your schedule, and you can even choose to pick it up at a local site, such as FedEx. They'll tell you what's available when you order, or deliver to your home. Either way, shipping is on your schedule. And this is the cool part. Free shipping year-round with stewardship membership for only $49. No minimum purchase. Order one bottle, or order a hundred bottles, or a thousand. Why not? Have a big party. Shipping is free every time. You can use your membership to send gifts throughout the year to family and friends. And again, shipping is free every time. This is so great. Wine.com introduced a stewardship to eliminate the high costs associated with shipping, given wine is naturally heavy and can be expensive to ship. I've shipped wine and champagne before all over the country. It's very costly, and I'm impressed that it's all free with your stewardship. Sound good? Let's do this. Go to wine.com slash Tony, D-U-R-S-O, and get $50 off your first order. Terms apply, and I'm going to spell that. W-I-N-E dot com slash T-O-N-Y D-U-R-S-O. All right, guys, check it out and tell me how you like it. Wine.com slash Tony D'Urso. Entrepreneurs around the world know that agility and flexibility are integral to building businesses that scale, and that's across all your core functions. I recently came across a company that thinks about payments through a radical new lens, Checkout.com. I like that they help you unlock more revenue with their connected payment services. Now there's connected and then there's super connected technology, and that's what Checkout uses. They have world-class fraud filters. They make payments seamless, and that's a great thing. Did you know that merchants lose over $20 billion due to false declines? 
Wouldn't you love to capture more of that? And before I go on, did you know that 65% of merchants surveyed do not receive detailed raw response codes on failed payments? That's a huge percentage. I've been reading their free report and I'm astounded at the money lost. In a survey of 5,071 consumers across four countries, 52.1% were put off permanently from shopping on a site because of the complexity of the payment process. Can you believe that? Ouch. Could this be why you're not getting as many sales as you think you should? Are you leaving money on the table? You know, just having an online checkout and taking credit card payments is actually the beginning of the story. Checkout.com is a leading cloud-based global payment solutions provider. Checkout's payment platform is purpose-built with simplicity, scalability, and speed in mind. Ideal for merchants looking to seamlessly integrate better payment solutions globally. Checkout.com offers improved acceptance globally, better and more actionable granular data, a flexible product structure that merchants can adapt to their needs, combined with truly personal white glove service. It's why brands across the globe like Pizza Hut, TransferWise, Klarna, Revolut, and Samsung trust Checkout.com. Checkout.com is the dominant choice for organizations that are looking for the fastest, most innovative, and reliable global payment solution provider. See if Checkout works for your business and set up a free test account in minutes at Checkout.com slash D-U-R-S-O. That's Checkout.com slash D-U-R-S-O for a free test account. Checkout.com slash D-U-R-S-O. I'll spell that for you. C-H-E-C-K-O-U-T dot com slash D-U-R-S-O. All right, guys, check it out and tell me how you like it. Checkout.com slash D-U-R-S-O. You're listening to the Tony D'Urso Show with special VIP guests. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyD'Urso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is Chicken Chopper to CEO with Richard Blissbrook. And now back to the chat with Richard. Have you kept on with network marketing? I, I mean, it for the right product and done the right way, it's very good. And it's a great way to not only do well for yourself and your family, but help others as well. So it, there, there is a done right for that. There is. Yeah. And actually what, what I've kind of um, spent my career doing is battling the people inside the industry that do it wrong, that do it inauthentically. And, you know, they hype and deceive and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we're not any different than any other industry, really. You know, what, what industry has the record for the largest fine for fraud? It's not network marketing. It's banking and oil and gas, right? So um, there's there's bad actors in every profession. Network marketing has a bad reputation for sure. But yeah, I spent, um, I moved on from that after about 10 years. I ran that company for a few years. And then I bought a company, a small fledging company, and I built that company for 33 years. And 
and kind of took on our profession and uh, created a model for people to see where network marketing could be done with in a highly ethical, transparent way where uh, it worked for people. And four years ago, I sold that company. I wasn't looking to sell it at all. Just kind of a weird thing happened. And I sold it to a $2 billion company. And now for the last four years, I coach and write and speak and do seminars and golf, play pickleball and fish and scuba dive and fly helicopters. There you go. Richard, on the, on the coaching, the speaking, this new career, I mean, you're set. You've, you've listed off what people drool and dream about doing, especially the pickleball. My friend's been trying to get me into doing pickleball for a while. And what? You don't play pickleball yet? <laughs> because of the lockdown and everything else going, we just, it, I just haven't traveled over there to go do it. It's, it's a little bit of a drive. Yeah. But eventually we'll see. But what you've named off are things people would love to do when they're rich or wealthy. But you continued on with another business. And yes, you have your life, you golf and you do all that. Why did you do what you're doing? with another business when you already had it all, what made you want to go do that? Yeah, well, I think there's some people that their orientation to success is that I'm going to grind, 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 doing something I don't really necessarily enjoy doing. And I'm going to do that until I get to the end game. And the end game is retirement or success or a certain amount of wealth or something. And then the idea is, well, I'm not going to do that anymore because I only did that to get to where I'm at. That orientation to success is not, that's not my definition of success, not what I teach. Um, I, I teach people to, uh, yes, have goals. Goals are really important. Goals are great. But what I find is more important than goals is to find your jam, find your bliss. What, what do you love doing? What are you gifted at? And for me, it ended up, it, it wasn't like recruiting or selling a product, although that's all part of the business. For me, where I found my jam in, in coaching. And actually, that's the secret to success in network marketing is coaching, motivational coaching. It's taking people who want to be successful in a business that's highly controversial. I, I, you know, go ask 100 of your friends. Hey, you want to do one of those things with me like Amway? They're all going to say, um, that would be a giant N-O, and don't ask me again. So building a, a success in network marketing is not easy. You have to be highly motivated. And so I just found, hey, my secret to success in network marketing was I learned how to coach people to be motivated, to you know have all of those energetic qualities of confidence and and empathy and persistence and physical energy and creativity and enthusiasm and courage and, and boldness and, and listening and all, all of those things, which are all wrapped up in our story. And where I would lead people is, hey, if you want to be successful, figure out what do you need to do every day to be successful and then transform yourself into having that identity as a person. And 
when that's your identity, you don't have to go grind or work or you don't go to work. You are the work. It's a state of being. And so selling my company was just a transaction. It didn't change who I was. And it, even, you know, being financially free never changed who I was. You know, it gives you more options, stuff like that. But who I am is a motivational coach. My life purpose is to inspire people to play full out. So it doesn't matter if I own a network marketing company or I own a car dealership or I'm a realtor or I'm just a coach or I'm a seminar leader or who I am is I coach people. So the platform is different. I sold my network marketing company and I was this big company, owns that. And I'm, I'm now, I'm still part of that company. So I still keep my hand in it. Um, but because I'm a coach, I'm coaching. And so, you know, if you're in the pure coaching business, well, as you know, Tony, that there's a potential business model to that with a whole, all different kinds of options, right? So, okay, now I have the time to be a full-time coach. There's lots of different business models for a coach. I'm going to figure out how do I want to do it? And how do I want to be successful as a coach? And I've been on that journey for four years and I have failed more than I have succeeded. I mean, you have to fail. Oh, yeah. So I'm just serious <laughs> face plants. I think I'm on my fourth management team, you know, my support team, people that support me. I'm on my fourth camera. I'm on my third or fourth microphone, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm failing forward and loving every minute of it because who I am as a coach. And I think when you find that identity and you find that bliss, that really is my middle name, by the way. <laughs> Convenient. That was a question I was going to ask later. Yeah, it really is. So cool. Huh? But, and by the way, for our audience, if you're, you know, got to check out what Richard does Go to richardbrook.com. Richard, you know how to spell that. Brook is B-R-O-O-K-E.com. And it's really quite a really beautiful site. Very nice. And what I like to do is get into your vision path and learn a little bit more. And I want to say that's brilliant on the coaching. I've tried MLM and multi-level marketing and networking. I'm good at talking. I've always kind of been good at talking talking about what and how, and there's a finesse. You need a coach. You need a mentor. You can take, you can figure everything out yourself and it can take a long time, but you get someone to help you, you can speed that up quite a bit. That's what I did with podcasting and helped me get very, very high, very big, very fast because I had a mentor. So for everyone out there, you need a coach, check out richardbrook.com and see about what he does. Let's talk a little bit more about your vision path now. And I understand that you're, you're all into helping people. You're having your fun. You're living your life. But it's not over. There's, you've only probably only just begun. And now you're into this whole coaching phase. And Richard was very nice to give me a couple copies of his books. I want to talk about Mach 2 with your hair on fire, <laughs> I, which I believe is your first book. What a, what a title. What makes you write a book? Because somebody's like, what is this about racing? What is this about skydiving? And so let's have you uh, describe this. Well, the, the, the tagline is how to master self-motivation 
and stay on fire for life. Yeah, that, the book came from a coach that I had in the mid 80s, late 80s. And uh, his name was Lou Tice, and he owned the Pacific Institute. Some of your viewers may be uh, familiar with Lou and his work. He's passed on now, but the Pacific Institute is still around. And it's the Pacific Institute is a coaching company, but unlike perhaps the coaching that you and I are familiar with, it's a corporate coaching. Well, it's more like what you do, Tony. You, you're a you're a high level corporate coach. This is the Tony Tiarso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about Chicken Chopper to CEO with Richard Bliss Brook. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Vidyard, V-I-D-Y-A-R-D, is an easy-to-use yet powerful video solution that makes it simple to create videos, host them ad-free, share them with others, and track their performance. Whether you're recording a video for one person or sharing it with the world on your website, it's easy to manage your video content. Our solution is built for business with robust analytics, integrations with top enterprise tools, and customization options that answer businesses' unique needs. Vidyard is sharing a free guide to help everyone master video. The complete guide to video production will help you produce incredible videos in-house and on a budget. Guys, email isn't dead, but it sure is boring. Use Vidyard to record and send videos to connect with prospects, convert opportunities, and close deals. Put a face to your name with video. Record your face, your screen, or both for prospecting videos, follow-ups, product demos, and more. Upload or create videos and embed them into email campaigns, landing pages, and blog posts to generate and engage more sales-ready leads. Use interactive video elements and video personalization to boost viewer engagement, accelerate the buyer journey, and convert viewers into pipeline. Record your screen, webcam, or both, from product demos to customer testimonials to live-streamed Q&As Anyone can create their own videos in just a few clicks. Use video analytics to measure how each video impacts revenue and how they perform across your website, email marketing, prospecting campaigns, and more, all from one central dashboard. Sign up for Vidyard free today by going to vidyard.com Tony. And just like you guys, the team at Vidyard can't keep up with all these promo codes on podcasts, so they're making signing up as easy as possible. So no promo code needed. Just go to vidyard.com slash Tony to start using Vidyard completely free and as a bonus, get their 2021 B2B Video Trends Guide. I'll spell that V-I-D-Y-A-R-D dot com slash T-O-N-Y. All right, guys, check it out and tell me how you like it. Vidyard.com slash Tony. You're listening to The Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyD'Erso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on The Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. 
Today's show is Chicken Chopper to CEO with Richard Blissbrook. And now back to the chat with Richard. And the Pacific Institute in Lutais, they would go in and, you know, work with like 100,000 AT&T employees at one time. And they would go do governments and stuff like that. But they had this little niche uh, opportunity in the Institute where you could become a certified coach for them and facilitate Lou's work. And I did that in the 80s. And uh, Lou Tice was just, he just had a brilliant way of explaining things that Napoleon Hill and Wallace Waddles and W. Clement Stone and Stephen Covey and, you know, a million other authors just didn't do it for me. And, and I studied all their works, but yeah, there was just, just something missing. And when I met Lou Tice and listened to him, all the lights went on. And I thought, as I was sitting in a week-long seminar, oh my gosh, this is such a better way of explaining it. And so for, I don't know, maybe 10 years, four or five times a year, I would do a one or two day workshop based on the work, not specifically Lou's work, but just what I learned from him and a lot of other coaches. I have invested, by the way, in my career, over $300,000 in my own personal transformational coaching. So I don't have a college education, um, but I have a coaching education. And all of that work was not to teach me necessarily things, but to transform who I was. My identity today is radically different than my identity 30 or 40 years ago. Um, my Different than my identity as a chicken plant person, different from my identity as growing up on a ranch. I'm a firm believer you and I can totally transform. And so I was doing these workshops based on that transformational theory. And a lot of my students kept asking me for a workbook or what, what can we take home? What can we study? And, you know, it took me 10 years to actually write it. But uh, that's why I wrote the book. I wrote it in 1995. Um, I mean, if you look at the people that have read it and have raved about it, you know, Harvey McKay said it's, you know, best motivational book he's ever read, which... Wow. <laughs> uh, you know, Les Brown, Dennis Waitley. Um, I mean, the list is long of people that endorse that book. I totally rewrote it two years ago. And the, the, the message basically in the book is, here's the biggest distinction that Lou Tice gave me where all the lights came on. What I was getting from people like Napoleon Hill was that if I wanted something bad enough, if I had a white hot burning desire for something and I had a plan for its attainment and all that kind of stuff, then I was going to be magically successful. But, you know, for the at least the first two and a half years in business, I had a white hot burning desire and I did have a plan for its attainment. And after two and a half years, I was driving a borrowed car, living in a studio apartment with no furniture. And that white hot burning desire plan wasn't working out very good. And what Lou Tice taught me was, hey, desire's awesome. You got to have ambition. You know, you got to you got to tap into your imagination and figure out what you want. And you got to believe that you can get it and all that kind of stuff. But Desire is really just kind of like a GPS, like dial it in. This is where I want to go. But what gives you the fuel to do the work every day? You know, if you want to lose 20 or 30 pounds and get fit, I don't care how bad you want it. 
you got to come up with some thing, some magic that has you eat every meal right, every meal. Drink the right amount of water every day. And you got to be active, like pretty active, more active than you want to be every day. And okay, so you do that for a week. It's not easy, right? How much weight do you lose in a week? Nothing. Probably gain weight. So what has you do it the second week and the third week and the fourth week? And, you know, in the business that I was in, it was all about, you know, how consistently do you talk to people? And, you know, the the worst, most scariest thing in the world for me was to talk to people. I call somebody like you up and say, hey, Tony, can we talk about money? I was like 22 years old, worked in a chicken plant, right? (laughs) I was scared to death to talk to people about money. But I, in order to be successful, I had to do it every day. And so you can either do that with discipline and commitment, discipline and commitment. So part of what I destroy in the book is the concepts of discipline and commitment. Discipline and commitment are distinctions that are required for people who don't want to do what they're doing right? Motivated people want to do what they're doing. So the book is really all about distinguishing the difference between desire and motivation. And few ways that I describe motivation is number one, it's enthusiasm. So when you and I are motivated, we are enthusiastic about what we're doing. Enthused. God within is the word enthused. I think it's Greek. I-A-S-M, I am sold myself. So if I'm convicted about what I'm doing, if I believe in what I'm doing, if I'm enthusiastic about what I'm doing, if I have the spirit within me, I'm on fire about doing the work. And second distinction of motivation is courage. So courage is when we see there's something that needs to be done and we can imagine this might be a negative outcome. This may not work out. This might hurt, right? And, you know, in business, it's almost always ego. We might get rejected. People with courage do it anyway. You brought up a great point. It's guts. Guts is part of it. To stay disciplined takes a lot of guts sometimes because you don't want to. It's easier to sit on the couch and watch TV and eat potato chips, whatever. But no, you got to get up and get on the phone. That takes guts. And what I, well, basically what I teach people in the book is you can either grit your teeth and grind it out. And my experience is, you know, that's about 1% or 2% of us. And all the rest of us are going to fade under that paradigm. We're not going to keep it up. That's why diets don't work. You know, everybody in the world wants to be skinny and rich. Where are they? That must not work. What I found works is... Fall in love with the process. Get motivated about the process. And there is a process to falling in love with the process. You can learn how to do that. And I teach you how to do it in the book so that whatever it is you want to do, you want to eat right, you want to work out, you want to get fit, you want to say the right things to your spouse to change your relationship, you want to do business development every day, even though it might scare you. The book teaches you how to fall in love with the daily activities And if you and I will do the daily activities that are required for our end game, our goal, you know, if you want to walk across the United States, all you need to do is fall in love with walking. Walk 10 miles a day. Eventually, you've got the distinction of walking across the United States. 
You want to set the records of sales in your company? All you need to do is not talk to more people than anybody else. That's another distinction. You just need to talk to more people consistently than anyone else. So, you know, if you just talk to one new prospect a day, but you do it for 365 days, I promise you, you will crush the record setter in your office that, oh, I talked to 100 people this month. Why? Because he or she is not going to be talking to 100 people 12 months from now. Consistency is the key. And it's, it's not like jamming a lot of effort into a tight period of time. It's just be consistent. And how do you be consistent? You have to love what you're doing all the way, like the process is all the way to it becoming your identity. This is who I am. If who you are is a clean eater, then you don't need discipline. You don't need commitment. You don't need to grind. You don't need to struggle. You just eat clean. And you eat clean for, you know, however long. Depends on what you need to drop off your body. I still got another 30 pounds to go. But um, you eat clean consistently, you're going to get fitter. You do business development consistently, you're going to build your business. You say nice things to your spouse consistently, you're going to have a better marriage. That's what Mach 2 is all about. Consistency. That is such a great point. There's a lot to learn. So everyone go to richardbrook.com. People can get this. I've been over it on your website. Yeah, you can get it on my website. You can also get it on Amazon. This is the Tony Tiarso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about Chicken Chopper to CEO with Richard Bliss Brook. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Mental Health Awareness Month is a worthy thing to celebrate, but it shouldn't be our focus just for May. It's important to be working on your mental health all year long. The positive effects of therapy will create lasting change in all areas of your life, your relationships, your career, and your overall happiness. A therapist can help you identify the habits and patterns that might be holding you back and how to move forward in the right direction. Look at it this way. There are times you need someone to talk to. You need someone that you can tell anything to. That's why Talkspace is so good and is so effective. I recommend Talkspace for therapy. You can sign up online and start therapy the same day as you sign up. You can text, video, or send voice messages to your licensed therapist. So it's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions from the comfort of your home. Talkspace is a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. Instead of waiting for an appointment, you can send unlimited messages to your therapist 24-7, and they'll engage with you daily, five days a week. As a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off of your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code TONY to get $100 off of your first month and show your support for the show. That's T-O-N-Y and Talkspace.com. And I'll spell that out. T-A-L-K-S-P-A-C-E dot com. Code Tony. T-O-N-Y. All right, guys. Check it out and tell me how much you like it. Talkspace.com with code Tony. Tony. 
listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyD'Erso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is Chicken Chopper to CEO with Richard Blissbrook. And now back to the chat with Richard. And the other one I want to talk about while we have a few minutes is the four-year career, because the first thing people think of is college, education, university. But this is a little bit different. And the, and the tag is, or the subtitle, how to make your dreams of fun and freedom come true or not. Well, Tony, I actually, the idea for that book, actually, I got in 1979 in Des Moines, Iowa, when I was starving to death, driving that borrowed car. And I got the idea that, and this was from, you know, I'd talked to a lot of people now after two and a half years, and I got this idea that, hmm, even though I wish I would have gone to college, I think a college education as opposed to not is valuable, although the guy that lives right behind me is worth $85 billion, and he dropped out of college, that's Larry Ellison, and you know, there's a whole host of other people that bailed out of college to go pursue their dreams. But apples to apples, hey, college is an asset, I think. And so although I would have rather had a college education, I didn't have one. But I was, I had some empathy for college kids that spend four years in college. And then because it's just the paradigm, when you graduate, what you're clamoring to do is get a job. And so, you know, kids would get a job back then, this is 40 years ago, plus 45 years ago, with a big company with good benefits, you know, and the idea is stay there for life. And what would happen to so many people, it still happens today, but not as much, is because they were desperate to get that first job, they would take the first decent job that came along and that defined many of their lives. It defined where they lived. It defined who they married. It defined the, the, perhaps their politics, perhaps, you know, their recreation. Like, you know, it just defined their life. Now, of course, some people break out of that, but a lot of people didn't. Pete Etchegary, right? Just 40 years later, Foster Farms. And so I met with 30 kids who were freshmen at Drake University in Des Moines. And I said, hey, I got an idea. This was my brilliant recruiting idea. I said, why don't you guys and gals work with me for the next four years while you're at Drake University? We'll work for like a half hour a day the first year. Maybe the second year we'll work for, you know, maybe 45 minutes. And, you know, maybe the third year it'll be an hour a day. And maybe the fourth year it'll be an hour and a half a day. And what I'm going to do over the next four years is I'm going to teach you to do what I'm doing so that when you graduate, you have a residual income. And that's really the, the magic of network marketing done right with the right product is you can build it once, whether it's two years, four years, or 14 years. And if you have the right product, you get paid for life. In fact, your kids inherit the business, they get paid for life. Some of my clients are the grandchildren of the people who built the business. They're getting paid for life. And so I painted this picture for them. I said, hey, you graduate, you're a senior. Imagine this, you're making just like two or $3,000 a month back then. 
you don't have to take that first job. You could travel the world for a year. You could join the Peace Corps. You could go live on your grandparents' farm and learn about their legacy. You could do so many things other than get trapped in that job. So that's where the four-year career came from. It, it actually does have something to do with a college education. But the concept is, hey, it, you could actually get financially free in four years. I've taught many people how to do it. Um, and, you know, there's no magic in four. Some people do it in three. Some people do it in, you know, 13. It, it just... It's a build it once, get paid forever concept. And of course, none of those kids signed up. I wish I would have tracked them, Tony. How brilliant if I would have kept track of them now on social media and profiled their lives, which I'm sure their lives would have been great. But I wrote the book about uh, 15 years ago, and I basically wrote it because there's so many people in our profession and outside our profession that think network marketing is a nasty business model. And for sure, there's parts of it that are just like banking and oil and gas and insurance and car dealerships and everything else. But there's also a beautiful, brilliant, um, the most frictionless wealth building opportunity I've ever seen of anything anybody could do but you got to be motivated, right? And so the ba book basically is the good, bad, and the ugly of network marketing for somebody that wants the true picture. You motivate, you speak, you, you have a class, you teach. What are you looking to accomplish in the next few years? Well, my coaching business is you know about a million dollar a year business and i think it has the potential in the next few years to be a you know 20 million dollar business you know i'm goal oriented i'm ambitious right i'm always i'm always wanting but you know i'm also always looking to do it different so you know what i'm going to be doing in the next few years is building a coaching and seminar and publishing um and, and training business where I can still golf and play pickleball and go scuba diving and fly and um, do all of those things with balance, right? Which I love to work. So I'm all for working about four hours a day. Um, you know, kind of Tim Ferriss does it in four hours a week. I'm, I'm good with doing it four hours a day, uh, maybe four days a week, right? So the trick is, the real challenge is not how to build a big business, because you and I know how to do that, right? Just work hard, uh, throw money at it and work hard. What I'm looking to do is create a business that's fun and provides freedom, another four-year career, if you will, and scales. And at the same time, uh, I have an extraordinary wife and uh, a beautiful stepdaughter and so developing those relationships, and I have just very fortunate to have an extraordinary group of close friends, spending more time with those friends and creating memories with those friends and serving people that I can serve. And that's what I'm doing. And I'm 65 years old. I figure I got another 35 or 40 years in me. And easy. You're just a kid. That's it. That's what I'm doing. Great points, great goals, great motivations. Richard, our audience is comprised of entrepreneurs, small business owners, 
and solopreneurs and so forth. And we're always on the lookout for what brings us success or helps take our business to the next level. We talked about a lot of points. We talked about your books. We talked about key principles. And one thing I always like to focus on is because we want to learn from you. Are there any personal habits that you feel contribute to your success? I read every morning, somewhere between 30 and 60 minutes. And I, from a habit standpoint, um, it, it's, I hesitate to call it a habit. I mean, I do it every morning. It is a habit. But I do it because I love it. I do it because I am my identity. I am a motivational coach. I also am curious and I like to learn. So I, I read. And, you know, some of that is, you know, watch videos. It's just absorbing new content. So that's one habit that has served me well. Uh, another habit, which is not something I do every day, it's, it's more like a character trait. It's an it's a attitude of perspective. I am willing to be and recognize that I can be wrong. So there's this concept that, you know, you and I could like think about in the moment that we're on a position, on, in the moment that we're selling somebody on something or we're arguing a point of view or we are a point of view, there's rarely any glimmer of possibility in our mind that we're wrong. We're rather adamant, arrogant about our point of view. And yet, when I ask people about that, and I ask them, okay, so could you tell me in your lifetime, if you have you ever been adamant about a point of view, argumentative, like dig dug into a position on a point of view, only to realize at some point in the future that you were going to change that point of view? And of course, immediately people go, oh, yes, of course. <laughs> so in hindsight, we get total clarity that, you know, our righteousness may not be right in hindsight. But in the moment, we don't ever have that clarity. We'll, we'll like fight to the death over a point of view. I have been well served to keep present to the fact that no matter what I believe, it may turn out a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, I believe something different. And so I have empathy for people that I disagree with and humility. And I don't mean humility in the sense of modesty. Humility does not mean modesty to me. Modesty is like, be small. I'm never small, just aware, right? And the last thing that has served me greatly, Tony, is I have invested a significant portion of my income in tra personal transformation, in assaulting my, who I am and my belief system. Because, you know, if you want to 10x your life, 10x your income, 10x your business, you're going to have to solve some problems between where you are now and where you want to go. And most of those problems are going to be in your own attitude and your own belief system. You're not going to solve those problems alone. Self-coaching work, right? Uh, you really need somebody with an outside perspective. And I've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in people that ask me, okay, what do you believe? What's your biggest challenge? What do you want to accomplish? 
and they would ask me a hundred questions and it would become painfully obvious who the problem was, was right here. And if I wanted to 10X anything, I needed to change my attitude. And I've always found it's necessary to have a coach do that. And here's a key question to ask any coach before you hire them, though, because there's a million coaches, right? Everybody's a coach. Here's the question to ask the coach you're thinking about hiring. Who's your coach? Because if they don't have a coach, you're hiring a hypocrite. What do they know, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Great points, Richard. Thank you. Once again, we talked with the Chicken Chopper to CEO with Richard Bliss Brook. And again, I know I've said it a few times, but folks, you got to go to richardbrook.com, get his books, find out about his coaching. And if you have a coach, remember, ask that coach who their coach is. (laughs) I love that point. Richard, I almost don't want to stop because there's so much content and nuggets and information you've given us. You've really shined on us today with a lot of great wisdom. Just want to thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Tony. It's a great honor. I I appreciate you taking the risk. You know, you and I don't know each other other than one previous conversation. And I appreciate you trusting me and bringing me on to, you know, because it's your reputation. It's your network. It's people that trust you. And so thank you. I'm honored. Once again, the honor is mine. Thank you for sharing. We'll talk again, my friend. Thank you. All right. Look forward to it. Hey, fellow entrepreneurs. Thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took his vision to reality. I'm sure this was as inspiring for you as it was for me to do this interview. Chicken Chopper to CEO with Richard Bliss Brook. What an interview. We learned so much. I'm going to have to watch this again myself. What did you get? I'd love to know how you use this information to help you in your business or career. Did this interview give you any ideas for your business? Did it stimulate you to take some new action? Please share and grab hold of your vision. Decide you're either going to start something great or take it to the next level. You have to decide first. It always starts with a decision. And you can get my vision map to help you along the process. The ebook is at tonydurso.com slash books. I created my empire in just a few years. I wrote up the vision map as my guide. You can do it too. Let's help you move on your journey to success. And please consider supporting the show with a nice review. Would that be all right? Just go to ratethispodcast.com slash Tony. Thanks, guys. And remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds, do good deeds, and join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 